Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Welcome again. Welcome again. Uh, yes, uh, Faith on Fire. We're, we're here just to ignite one's faith on fire, and we're going to do that through the Word of God. And just before the broadcast, me and Pastor Richard, we're just in here talking and uh, refreshing and, and uh, strengthening one another through the Word and what the Word says. And... Uh, I just remembered that was the whole um, reasoning for this broadcast was to strengthen the brother, the brethren, the sisterin, the body of Christ. Remember, that's what Jesus told Peter to do. When you go back, go back and strengthen them. So that's what we're called to do. And me and Pastor Richard, we're in what's considered the fivefold ministry. <laughs> Scripture said in Ephesians 4, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. But, and then in the next verse, verse 12, he said, why? It's for the equipping or perfecting or training of the saints, the sheeps, the congregants. And so that's our job. That's the call God has on our lives. So uh, we, we're just doing that. We do that on Sundays. We do that every day, but we do it through this radio broadcast as well. So that's what you're going to get here. We're here to ignite your faith on fire. And uh, again, I know we, we talk about a lot of things, but my... Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church, we're a Bible teaching ministry. So that's the anointing God has on my, my life and ministry to, to teach the Word. And, and, and again, sheep are dumb. <laughs> sheep are dumb. They really are. They need a shepherd. And, and Jesus is our great shepherd. So our job is to equip or perfect the congregants or the, the disciple people that come in and transform them by the renewing of their minds. And, and teach them how to live successfully in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, first of all, the leadership has to believe that first and, and be walking in that. And then uh, scripture said, how can they believe, you know, without a preacher? And faith comes by hearing the hand of the word of God. So we have to teach the people and demonstrate that to the people. And, and here's the deal with God. Just like us in a natural, I like to be simple with stuff. Just like us in a natural, we have a child. Yes, that baby's cute, lovable, but he's not, he or she are not going to stay an infant their whole life. They're going to grow up. And God desires us as Christians to grow up into the head. It tells us that in Ephesians 4, to the head, which is Jesus, with the body of Christ. So he expects us really to, to act like our elder brother, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I just wanted to pick it up in Hebrews 12. I mean, 512. And I have a subtopic. That's why I like my Bible. It starts off, the subtopic is spiritual immaturity. Uh-oh. So now he's going to tell us, and this Bible is our manual. But look what it says in 412. For though by this time you are to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. Again means you've been taught once. <laughs> but teach, them, teach you again the first principles. Uh-oh of the oracles of God and you have come to need milk and not solid food 
For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So God said he doesn't want us just to be on milk, because if you do, you're unskilled. And, and we know that. A baby, you can't give them milk. You know, you give them milk to a certain point, and then you start getting them, giving them some solid food, because that's what they're going to need to start maturing. And it's just like us. We can't, we as ministry leaders, we can't keep feeding the congregation milk forever. We got to give them some solid food. And the solid food is going to grow you up into the image of Christ because that's God's desire. And we were just talking about, you know, with faith, believing God for something. First of all, as a mature Christian, you just believe the word of God, point blank. It's not no wishy-washy, double-minded. If it's in the word of God, you say yes and amen to it. Right. See, when he makes a promise, like, and we were talking before we came on the air, Philippians 4, um, 18, 4, 13. When God talks about he'll supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, when he talks about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we were talking about do you believe that? Do you, doesn't matter what it looks like, doesn't matter what the circumstances seem to be, do you believe those promises of God that he is going to see us through, that he is going to be there for us, that he will be sufficient for every need that we have, or do you not? And we were also talking about this before we come on the air, how easy it is even for Christians to look around and go, you know what, we don't, how are we going to do that? We don't have the money. How, how are we going to do that? We, yeah, maybe God said to do it, but there's just, we just don't have the, any way to do it. Do you believe that God's going to do what God says, that he's going to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory? Or do you not? Do you just give up because it just doesn't look right? We talk about sight. We talk about living by sight, living by faith rather than by sight. What is sight? We have become accustomed in this country. Whatever I can see, whatever I can touch, taste, smell, hear, those things are real. Anything else isn't real. Well, God works in the supernatural, and it is real. We can't usually taste it, see it, hear it, smell it, or anything else. That doesn't make it any less real. And here's the deal. The spiritually mature Christian, he, he, he's going to believe what he sees. But here's the deal. He sees things in the word of God that an immature Christian can't see. So seeing is believing. I tell people all the time, revelation is not in the black. It's usually in between the black and the white. Because God's going to speak to you. He's going to reveal the hidden things, the deep things of him as you study his word and meditate on it. And we, just for the broadcast, I was just talking about these four points for mature Christian. First, you come to the uh, understanding that first, God is your source. Scripture says, seek ye first. God's got to be your absolute source. Because the scripture says in Colossians, we've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his dear love, the kingdom of God. So God is our source. Next. You have to, when you ask God for something, it's got to be in his will, which equates to his word. So you got to go every, on this earth, there's going to be seed, time, and harvest. And in Luke 8, it says the word of God is seed. So you got to go in the word of God and get the seeds, which equates to the promise of God. If you can find it in his word, it's a promise. And you can plant that promise in the good ground of your heart. 
Now, as you do, you got to do the Mark eleven twenty three, which goes with 24, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have. But 23 says, whatsoever things you say and don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say shall come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. So after you found the, the, the promise in God's word or the seed, you didn't receive that in the good ground of your heart. Remember in Mark 4, he talked about the parable of the sower. The one who receives the seed or the word in the good ground of their heart, he said they produce 30, 60, 100 fold. That's where God wants us to be. He's, scripture says in John 15, it's the father, the father uh, takes pleasure in us being fruitful. So, so he wants us to, first of all, see him as our source, find the, the seed in the word of God, which equates to the promise, and then start speaking, because death and life, contrary to what people might believe, is not in the power of the devil, according to Deuteronomy 18.21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. It ain't in the power of the devil. It's in the power of your tongue. So and then Matthew 12.33 says, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bring forth good things. And Romans 10 says, with the heart one believe, with the mouth confession is a word. Confession is made. And 2 Corinthians says, we believe, therefore we speak. Well, we believe with the word of God, so we speak in line with God's word. So you're going to get that promise of God's word. You're going to plant it in the good ground of your heart, and you're going to allow it to grow up by meditating on it and speaking it yourself, just like he told Abraham. Abraham Abram, your name is not Abram anymore. It's Abraham, which means father of many nations meaning you're going to have a lot of kids. And Abraham had to agree with that and start speaking like that. So now when he introduces... Even though he didn't have any kids. Right. So when he introduced himself to people, he didn't say Abram anymore. He said Abraham. Well, Abraham means father of many nations. So all he was doing was speaking in line with what God had promised. Even though he didn't have any kids. Zip. Even though there was no physical evidence of what God Even had though said. his wife's womb was shut up. Right. She was about 100 years old. They both were barren, so... He didn't, the Bible say he didn't consider his own body or his age or the deadness of Severus Rome, contrary to hope, but in hope. So he didn't look at the things which are seen. He looked at what God said in his word. Remember, you can see the invisible. It's a promise. So you have to look at what God says and not the circumstance. So now you didn't, you didn't got the promise. You saw God as your source. You got the promise, the seed out of his word. Now you start speaking in line with what God says, my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. You don't talk about how bad the bills is. Just talk about how good your God is by declaring what thus said the Lord. And then here's the key right here. You got to expect the supernatural. You got to expect this promise to manifest because that's what God wants. That's what faith is. Faith says, you know what? I, I, I'm believing God for this. I'm believing that my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. And that money is coming in. It's on its way right now. Now, it ain't my job to figure out where it's coming from. It's my job to declare the victory. It's on its way. I, I, however God wants to deliver it. Remember, however he wants to deliver the children of Israel, that's on him. Remember, he took them to a right to an impossible route, right towards the Red Sea. They was like, oh, man, God brought us out here, man, to kill us. God's like, no, no, man, man, my ways are higher than your ways. I, I, already, I already know how I'm going to do this. Stop trying to figure it out, Richard. And what did he do? Told Moses, what's that in your hand? It's a stick. It's a staff. What, what, what? Now it's, all, it's about obedience now. Now put it in the ground. Put it in the water. And now what if Moses wouldn't have did that? Right. That sounds stupid. Okay, I'm out what here. We got, the Egyptians, we got the Egyptians on our back. You tell me put the stick in the water. Okay, but he does it. And what happens? The whole Red Sea parts. 
five million of them walk past on dry ground. Scripture says. So that's what God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. So you have, but with us, so cause we can go back to that and see how God did things. And that should ignite our faith on fire. And we should expect the same results. But you know what? And we can't blame them for doing that either, though, because people do this every day. Right. God's watched over you, taking care of you. You recognize that. You acknowledge that. And then something else happens, some new thing. And it's like, oh, wow. I don't know that God can take care of this. Well, well this, see, this might be too big. And we're not blaming them because the scripture says in the New Testament, use those old Testament examples for us. Right. So we should be able but to I mean, look, And he always told them to go look back. But I mean, how easy it is for us to look. Man, how could they not have more faith? Well, Yet we do the exact well, same things when we don't believe that God can handle every and especially problem Especially if you're not feeding on the word of God every day. Oh, the if, devil if, loves to come to you and tell you, oh, that'll never work. Well, that'll never see, be. God can't do that. Jesus said, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. So if you're constantly feeding on the word of God, you're going to know god's ways and how he does things and you're going to always go back to the scripture and, and, and feed and or water that seed i have to do that every day there's not a day that don't go past that i don't study the word of god listen to the word of god on cds or tapes and i'm definitely declaring or confessing the word of god new testament confess is not saying oh i'm confessing to a crime that means i'm saying what god said i'm speaking in line with the truth god's word is truth so when i speak god's word i'm not lying I'm speaking the truth. They probably told Abraham, your name ain't Abram. Well, God said my name was Abraham. Your name, they probably said your name ain't Abraham. And he was like, well, yeah, it is because whatever God says is true. God said my name is Abraham. So, that's so show I'm, me all your kids then. Right. Well, well right. Because they knew what Abraham meant. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, faith is a substance of things. Hope for whatever things not seen. You can't see it, but uh, it's in my heart. I believe it in my heart because I can't see your spirit. Your heart is your spirit. I can't see that. And again, the only way I'll know what's in your heart, in your spirit, Scripture said it in Romans, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It says that in uh, Matthew, I believe. So whatever is in your heart in abundance, your mouth is going to speak. So if the truth of God's word is planted in the good ground of your heart, that's what's going to speak. And that's what's going to get manifested in your life. So it's to our benefit as Christians to, to grow spiritually and keep speaking what God's word said. Just like Abraham. He kept on calling himself Abraham. He kept on calling himself, in essence, father of many nations. Father of many nations. Even though his wife, he was over 90-something, his wife 100-something, whatever it was. They was well past childbearing years. But God made them a promise and said, you guys are going to, through you all nations shall be blessed. And Abraham believed God. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Basically, he just said, okay, be it as you said. Just like Mary. Mary, I'm a virgin. How am I going to have a baby? But she said, okay, so be it, just as you say. Basically, she said, I received that word, which is seed. I receive it. And when you receive the word, you conceive. And then when you conceive, you receive, and then you achieve. So you got to stay in expectancy. When you're believing God for healing, finances, deliverance whatever it is you got to speak in line with that because if you speak negatively against the promise you didn't negated it because death in life really remember it ain't in the power of the devil it's in the power of your tongue and again the bible says a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good things and then romans 10 it says with the heart one believes, with the mouth confession is made second corinthians it says we believe therefore we speak again god created this world 
the earth through words. We're on a word planet. And we have to, spiritually mature people know they got to speak the word of God. You can't speak what the circumstances say. But remember, when we walk in the flesh, we're not, it says the things which are seen are temporary. The things which are unseen are eternal. We're in the eternal now because we've been restored, redeemed, and reconciled back to God. So we can, we can pull from heaven's resources now. And we do that mostly with what we believe and what we speak. Jesus would look at somebody and say, well, because he believed his words and he believed they was healed. He said it with Lazarus. He said it with Jairus's daughter. Now she was graveyard dead. And Jesus said, she ain't dead. She just sleep. <laughs> she just sleep. And they all laugh. Yeah, they all laugh. He doesn't understand. Now, if that wasn't a lie, I don't know what is. The girl was graveyard dead. He said she ain't dead. She just sleep. And then he, he, he called her forth. So that's, he, but he used words to say all of this. He didn't go say abacadabra. He didn't get, uh, he didn't do no, he didn't do nothing spooky. He just spoke words. Remember the centurion told Jesus, just speak a word only. Speak a word. And Jesus like, okay, this guy has a revelation about words. And the guy explained, he said, well, I'm a man of authority. I understand the power of words. I can say to this one, do this, and this one, do that. And it's a done deal. He said, and I understand you, you, you have authority because I've been hearing about your fame. You've been doing some amazing stuff around here. So don't even come to my house because, you know, I got some stuff at the house I probably don't want you to see. But just speak the word only. And Jesus said, wow, I, never, I haven't seen such great faith. See, his faith's on fire. I've never seen great faith in all Samaria. Okay, so that's what he wants us to do. We got to learn. That's being spiritually mature. That's why he just told us in the text, you need somebody to teach you again the first principles. This is elementary right here, speaking. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word, yeah, the word was flesh. It was manifest. It was made flesh. The word's got to become flesh in you. It's got to become so real in you. That's your new reality. The word of God is my reality, which equates to the kingdom of God. That should be our reality as Christians, mature Christians. We don't walk by sight. We walk by with the word of God, what God says, and we speak in line with that, and we expect what God said or the words to come out of our mouth, we expect them to manifest because we're being redeemed, restored. That's what God did. When he spoke, saw darkness, what did he call it? Let there be light. Did it stay dark? No. It, it was just as he said. And now we're back in the household, the family of God through Jesus Christ. Scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. See, and that's something that we forget. You better not ever Christ, forget that. Christians, though, tend to forget. As he is, so are we. That, right. He also but said the same that, spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you. Right. You got to meditate on that. We have to greater revelation. That. Of I mean, that. we have to actually come to understand that as Christians, that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. If it could raise Jesus from the dead, there's nothing it can't do. That power is alive in you and I and every believer. And yet we so often live below where God wants us to live because we don't understand the authority and the power that we've been given. He doesn't want us to just go along. He actually says, I've given you power. You don't have a spirit of timidity and fear, but you have a spirit of power. You actually have power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, indwells in every See, believer. And, and if a believer don't have total understanding or revelation of that, just start meditating on that. That one scripture. Don't get the whole Bible. Get that one scripture. Meditate on that and watch what God does. He reveals the deep things to us 
through his spirit. His word is spirit. Well, you come to realize there's nothing that can't be done. Right. He can do all things. Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because the same spirit that raised him from the dead indwells in me. Mm-hmm. But back to verse 13. For everyone who partakes only of milk. See, that, that's that. That's that. Okay. Jesus is just my Lord. You know, he, that, that's elementary stuff. That's milk. Because, again, you get, he says this person is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a babe. So God wants us to grow up into the head, into Jesus. And Jesus said it in John 14, I believe. He says, Though they who, he who believes on me and the works that I do shall he do also and greater works. Jesus said, well, the things I'm doing, you can do it too. Well, because I came to redeem and restore and reconcile mankind humanity back to the original state where adam fell in the beginning we got to get out of, the, out of this playing church and just trying to think it's for good people it's about restoration and being god, nice yeah god being kind. yeah yeah that, that, that's that's good too it's but, good to be nice it's yeah, good to be kind but well, that's not a, what okay, it's all about now operate in your spiritual authority now operate the way god commands the scripture says in romans uh he preordained and predestined us to be conformed into the image of jesus says that it says over in second corinthians we're being transformed into his image that's that's Jesus, what god wants that's the plan that's the plan that was the plan from the beginning the first adam adam messed it up the second adam is jesus he came to restore us back and he paid the penalty for it he paid death but god raised him up so he paid the price and he redeemed and reconciled and restored us back to the first so now your job is just to believe the gospel everything the gospel is good news just believe it your job is, as a Christian is not to be doubting it because the scripture says over in, I believe, James, he who doubts is like a wave of the sea tossed. Let that man not believe he receive anything from the Lord. Say he's double minded, unstable in all his ways. You got to be single minded with God. You got to believe the word and the word only. That's what it means to be have your faith on fire, to be, to be a spiritual Christian. And again, I understand that when you're a baby, you just got saved and I always use this this number as a. 10. You've been saved now for 10 years or more. Okay, you should be off milk. You should be on solid food now. That's what he's talking about. I well, think 10 well, years. Well, you go back to that same analogy used with a baby, a, a human baby. At some point, they need to be off the milk. If, you, right. if your 10-year-old is sitting at the kitchen table and you slap a bottle into their mouth, Everybody else in the family or anybody that comes over is going to wonder what in the world's going on. Right, what's <laughs> up with this kid? Well, especially if you, you were breastfeeding. They're really going to be tripping. Okay, what's up with this? Yeah, something is right. Right. Hey, get this boy a steak or something. Get that boy some pork chops, some chicken or something. You know, he's still, so that's what that's how a lot of Christians are. They still, they still on milk. And here's the thing about a baby. And we can, I can tell those Christians are still on milk because they run around with their feelings on their fingertips. Everything offends them. And then they, a baby, after you give a baby milk, guess what you got to do to the baby? And there's, there's some Christians are like this. You got to burp them. They want to get burped. You got to pet them on the back till they burp. And that's what a lot of Christians are, the immature ones. The Bible call them carnal too. They want you to burp them because everything hurts their feelings. You got to get over this feeling stuff. Jesus, remember, he's the example. They spit on Jesus. They called him everything but a child of God. All he said was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He didn't even really respond to a lot of their stuff. He said, whatever you say, I know who I am. I'm the truth, the way, and the life. Basically, that's what he was saying. I know who I am. So 
spiritually mature Christians, we don't get offended. We don't hold grudges. We understand because that next scripture in Mark 11, 24, 20, 25, 24 says, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you'll have them. But guess what 25 says? And if you have anything against anybody, you need to forgive them as your father forgave you. We don't like to go to that one. But mature Christians understand the power of forgiveness. We understand to release people. We don't walk around with our feelings on our fit fingertips and stuff rolls off us like water off a duck's back. You don't hold on to offense because we know that 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 strife, that's the knife that cut. You can't, you got to, Jesus is the example. You can't go around like that. You got to be feeding on some meat and that meat is what's going to grow you up and make you strong. And the scripture says in Ephesians, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's well, what God wants us. And we're, and we're told in Romans 12 that to leave room for God's vengeance, or Romans 9, rather. Right. To leave room for God's vengeance. A mature that, Christian that not, knows that. We're not to try to trade evil man. for evil. We're not, right. But to overcome evil, evil with good. good. Okay. Right. Now, if you want to be good, a good Christian will do that part. <laughs> Just overcome evil with good. Well, then they like to part. And if you do that, then you'll pour burning coals on their head. And I've had Christians say, man, I'm going to be nice to them because I want them burning coals to get them. Well, you know what? You want God to reveal himself to them. And again, vengeance is really is the Lord. I he always say that. to people all the time, if if they need to have something done to them, whatever God's going to do to them is going to be better than anything you could have done. Right. And, that, and if they don't need anything done to them, then God's going to take care of that too. We don't have to worry. Revenge and trying to get revenge and trying to get even just uses you up. You don't have time for anything else. If you really wanted to get after everybody that you could get after, you wouldn't have time to do anything else. If you wanted to go after everybody that said something or did something to you that was unkind, you would never have anything else to do but to try to go around getting even. Trying to get even just uses us up completely, and we have to be careful because when you talk about forgiving people, when you don't forgive people, you're hurt as much or more than the person you didn't forgive because it just eats us up from the inside when we carry those things with us. And I believe God gave us an example of this twice. As you were speaking, I was thinking about uh, Jesus' crucifixion. A lot of those that say crucify him, after, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. But after that, a lot of them said, wow, he really was the Christ. So I, my desire is that if God, you reveal yourself to them. Don't, don't get them with codes. Just reveal the truth to them. And I got another example that he did it with Paul. Paul was messing some Christians up. But God says, I ain't going to take his head off. I'm going to reveal the truth to him and use him for my glory because I have a plan and purpose for his life too. And we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.